Bear Catch Kick, the 15-minute fantasy football podcast. I'm Paul Stoltz, former professional kicker who spent way too much time in the offensive film room. And I'm Anthony LaFreary, an award-winning sports reporter who warned you all about Kyle Shanahan running backs way back in August. I give you credit, man. Uh, Kyle Shanahan had just come off a Super Bowl. I kind of poked at you like, dude, this rushing offense is phenomenal. I don't care who you take from him. But this carousel screwed a lot of people this weekend. You know, uh, it doesn't make sense to me, right? Jeffrey Wilson Jr. is under three yards of carry. He's not uh, the option that can really take it to the house. He, he's like, oh, I can get you a few yards here and there. I can catch passes. But Mostert is a game changer. He's my DeAndre Swift. <laughs> God, I mean, you know, I've been – Here's the issue I have, Anthony, is like, I'm a film watcher, right? I know how to watch film. I know how to see talent. I go back after the games and watch players. And it is clear as day how much better DeAndre Swift is than Adrian Peterson and how much better Raheem Mostert is than Jeffrey Wilson Jr. I'm okay if you want to use Jeffrey Wilson Jr. down as a, as a third down option. His skill set fits that. But, God, Daryl Bevel and Kyle Shanahan, you are killing us. Yeah, they're the and, worst. And, frankly, you're killing your teams, too. Right? Yep. You have two backs that are game changers. Adrian Peterson looks like he's going to fall over every time he cuts. He looks like a baby horse giraffe or something. <laughs> giraffe or roller skates. <laughs> and every time DeAndre Swift gets the ball, it looks like he's going to house it. I digress. I'm not an NFL coach. I just know how to watch film. At FCK Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. Join us live Sunday, noon Eastern time. We'll answer all your start set questions. And we will give our FanDuel DraftKings lineup of the week, which now, and we are six out of the last seven weeks. We have given people a money lineup now. You are Paulie ATM, baby. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Waiver wires to start. Hope you guys made the same semifinals and that's why you're listening. We are here to take you to that championship. After waiver wires, we're going to answer your start sit questions, cover a couple topics. Here we go. Here's the good news, Ant. The good news is you're listening now. You're thinking about waiver wire ads for your team. And so many championships are won based on what you add in week 14 and week 15. Here's the bad news. There's no guy this week, in my opinion, that is totally going to, like, revolutionize it, right? Last week, you and I both had Cam Akers number one, and we said, this is a guy who you plug in, you start. We hope you listen. We hope it's one of the things that got you to this point, if that's what happened. But we are going to give you some guys that, that are streamers, if you will that if you need to plug and play at wide receiver or running back, these will work. Now, first, before Anthony gives his five through two, I do want to say the one injury to monitor is Melvin Gordon. Phillip Lindsay uh, had a lot of the late work in yesterday's game. So that's one injury you want to, you want to monitor. And if Phillip Lindsay's on the waiver wire, probably worth an ad. And I'll throw it over to you, five through two. Okay, Paul, as you said, there's really nobody that I think is – earth shattering per se but let's take a stab at it uh number five i got irv smith um he had a really nice game we weren't even sure if he was going to be able to go and he did it 
Now, he gets the Bears this week, and people say, oh, my God, the Bears' pass defense, they're ridiculous. But guess what their soft underbelly is? Linebacker. Tight ends. Mm-hmm. Tight ends. They're 30th against tight ends. So they're worth – he's worth an ad and worth a stream. Number- yeah, sorry, I meant, I meant the linebackers was the soft underbelly oh. for the tight ends to get there. Yeah. I, yeah, we kind of beat each other the punch there. Um Number four, we need to monitor this going forward, but either DeAndre Washington or Lynn Bowden Jr. Um, right now, at this stage in the season, we're hunting for touches. Miles Gaskin is on the COVID list. Uh, I believe Washington got more touches, but Bowden was more effective because of his pass-catching ability and, more importantly, running back and wide receiver eligibility. That's crucial right now. Mm-hmm. Number three, I'm going to be real quick about this one because I'm kind of repeating myself a little bit from last week, and that's Mitch Trubisky. He had himself a nice game again this week. He gets Minnesota this week. He gets Jacksonville next week. That's money, baby. And then number two, Paul, I know you're not going to like this, but Nelson Algalore. He's gotten six targets in the last four weeks. He's got nine in three of the last four weeks, and he gets the Chargers defense this week. I succumbed. Put Nelson Aguilar at five. Uh, you gotta. He he just he catches bombs, dude. Was uh, Carr is going to him? He's really emerged as the number one receiver target. Like Henry Ruggs hasn't really taken that step up. Uh, he he he's very much a you know I call Robbie Anderson a hand waver. Run up, wave your hand. Hey, I'm open, but there's nothing. That's kind of what Ruggs is right now. So Aguilar gets targets, like you said. So I've got him at number five. Uh, last four games, six-plus targets, and you said three out of four, nine-plus. Uh, my number four is unique to yours, uh, and that's Gabe Davis. Now, I will say I, I only want him in a non-PPR league. Gabe Davis is somebody that Josh Allen starts to look at once they get in the red zone, once they get inside the twenty. Uh, if I'm in a non-PPR league, Gabe Davis is a smart – is actually a pretty smart play. Uh, my number three was somebody and you and I had – both had on our list back in week five or six, and then Gardner Minshew uh, went down with his injury, and that's Keelan Cole. Uh, in, in games where Gardner Minshew is the starter, Keelan Cole has a minimum of five targets every single game. And in Minshew – Minshew didn't even play the whole game, but uh, he, he caught – Keelan Cole caught seven passes yesterday from Minshew. So, look, Ann and I – disclaimer, Ann and I have said it since the beginning of the season, we are not Minshew fans. He is um, a poor man's Tony Rona, Romo, can scramble around and make plays, and I respect that, but he is not like a go-through-my-progression stand-in-the-pocket quarterback. But for purposes of Keelan Cole – Go for it. My number two uh, is and what you said about monitoring the Miami running back situation. I didn't see any pop from uh, from DeAndre Washington. He's okay. He's worth an ad. But Lynn Bowden, I was going to say, has the running back wide receiver eligibility. That's two games in a row now um, where I think he's caught like seven passes. Yeah. Uh, they're using him on, on – on uh, jet motion, they're throwing some dump offs to him, getting him in space. That's that's a sustainable role. It's very much a Robert Woods type 
role from receiver, but they'll line him up straight at running back like they do uh, Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I like Bowden better than than Washington because of the pass catching abilities. Um, I just worry he's not going to get touches like Washington will. But if they come out and say like Bowden's going to be the guy we use, then he's to me. I think he's a must. He's a must add and a borderline must start unless you've got you know considerably better options at this point at running back and wide receiver. That's the key. Yeah, and look, Salvin Ahmed could come back and Patrick Laird could get more touches, but Lynn Bowden is the only one in that offense with that type of role. So I, I just trust him more than the others to get touches in production. Who you got at number one at? So, Paul, for my number one, it's I'm just going to gloat just a little, little teeny tiny bit because I've been trying to warn you all season about Carson Wentz now on the bench. It's Jalen Hurts time, baby. Listen, hey, he, it wasn't necessarily pretty, but he put the hurts on an excellent New Orleans defense this week. Uh, 167 passing yards isn't spectacular, but 106 rushing yards is. It gives him a pretty high floor, and that's easily a top five defense in football that he did that against. This week, he gets Arizona, which is still a pretty solid defense, but not certainly not what New Orleans is. But the, here, here's the key, Paul. You need to pick him up and stash him this week because do you know who he gets in your championship week? Uh, Dallas. The worst secondary in all of pro football, the Dallas Cowboys, who is also very, very weak against the run. Don't let this week fool you. I had Dallas's defense as a streamer because I knew the borrowless, mixinless bungles couldn't do much. That's a completely different animal. Hertz is like the gonna be like the poor man's Lamar in that thing. Hundred yards rushing against the Saints defense. It's not bad. I'd still rather go Trubisky this week. Trubisky looked fantastic. Yeah. But I'm okay, very okay with you scooping Hertz for the championship game, assuming you make it. So my number one, I wanted to help people solve a problem. And the problem is if you don't have Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, then you're, you're streaming tight ends right now. And there are four guys who I feel like are peaking and are pretty good options. One, you said Irv Smith, if there is no Kyle Rudolph in play. The second one is Cole Komet. If you're in a PPR league, he's now two games in a row with five catches. Um, he scored a touchdown last game, but the end zone stuff still goes to Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham just doesn't really play as much, you know, until they get inside the red zone. The third is Jordan Reed. Mullins is building more of a rapport. Mullins was under a lot of duress, didn't have as much time to throw to him, but Jordan Reed will be a good play against a weaker defense. And the last one is probably the most talented, and he is the one that I believe next year you're going to see break into the top eight tight ends, and that is former Virginia Tech quarterback Logan Thomas. Yeah. Um, Paul, certainly this time of year, streaming is important. 
and there's a lot of guys that are streaming at tight end. So it's, it's a really interesting take. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you like Logan Thomas so much? What I love most about Logan Thomas is he knows from his days playing quarterback at Virginia Tech how to read a defense. Mm. And what you see is that against zone, he is finding the pocket, he's finding the seam, and he is sitting in there. And Alex Smith knows how to, how to find them. All right, a few questions that we selected from the crowd of listeners this week. Again, we want to help you directly. DM us, hit us up, Instagram, YouTube. We don't care. We're here to help you. Here are a few questions that we got from our listeners. Ant, hit us with the first one. Okay, Paul. Antonio Gibson, what is his workload going to be, and should we play him this week? Yeah, I'm really nervous on Antonio Gibson. Yeah. The injury is officially a turf toe. Oh. This, this is an injury that uh, players will usually take about three weeks off, sometimes two, sometimes four, try to play through, but they're never the same because it affects, the, <clears throat> it affects their ability to cut. I am not starting Antonio Gibson this week unless I'm in a complete pinch. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there for sure. Um, this one I'd like to take, Aaron Jones. Um, you know, what can we expect from him going forward? Is he, should we be panicking? Um, listen, Aaron Rodgers, as much as I love to call him my favorite game manager and how he's washed up and stuff. Um, Which he's not. He's, he's, as much as I love to have fun with it. He's <laughs> been hot lately. I can't dispute that. But one thing I will say is, Look at look at Jones's schedule going forward. He's got the Panthers this week, and he's got the Titans next week. These are two premium matchups. They should get ahead. They should run the rock. Uh, they want that number one seed. They got to ride Aaron Jones there. Yeah, I understand the people that are frustrated with Aaron Jones. When the when when the Packers are late in the season, they go up. They tend to pull back on Aaron Jones just a little bit because they know they're going to make the playoffs and whatnot. So they want to keep him healthy. The ideal matchup for Aaron Jones is the Panthers, a weak run defense and a reasonably strong pass defense because Aaron Jones gets to strike first. They will give him the ball early and often this game. I like him a lot for a start, uh, for a start in the semifinals here. Okay, next question. Um, we've got some quarterback outlook questions. Um, so you got Matt Ryan, Mitch Trubisky, Jalen Hurts, and Matthew Stafford. So, so Stafford, first of all, make sure you monitor it throughout the week. He is now doubtful to play, suffered an injury. Uh, and, you know, Chase Daniels okay, but I, I'm not really messing with him as a backup. Uh, Matt Ryan has not had a 300-yard passing game since, I believe, week seven. Wow. And he has only – since week seven, he's only had two multi-touchdown games, and he's thrown a pick in every game since week eight. Uh, I, I can't do it right uh, – sorry, there was one game he didn't throw a pick, but I, I can't do it right now. I can't do it, Ant. Uh Trubisky is now two straight games without an interception thrown, 267 yards, three touchdowns all in the first half yesterday. He looks mobile. 
He's making good decisions. Nagy has simplified the offense for him, and he's been over a 100 quarterback rating in the last two games. Give me Mitch Trubisky. So just to, to finish up real quick, um, I wanted to try and hook you guys up with some streaming options. Pickens are a lot more slim than last week. I had recommended the Cowboys defense. Uh, they hit um, – that was a really a surprise hit. <laughs> I mean, I got myself on the back. But um, So here's what I got real quick. Um, and none of these I really feel great about, but I know there are people in a bind. Cleveland, they get the Giants this week. Giants did not look great offensively against the Cardinals this week. And this one I might like a little bit better, Paul. New England, they get Miami. We all know how much Bill Belichick likes to torment rookie quarterbacks. So um, he he could force Tua into, into some turnovers. If you're hunting for turnovers and hunting for touchdowns, I really like New England. Yeah, I'm with you on the Browns, man. Uh, Miles Garrett can get after the quarterback. Uh, he is like top five in the league in strip sacks. And Daniel Jones, I believe one out of three times he's sacked over his career or something like some ridiculous that one out of three or one out of four times that he's sacked. He also fumbles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he likes to put the ball on the ground. We are rooting for you guys this week. If there's anything else that we can do to help, please let us know. Also, after your matchups on Sunday, let us know how you did. We have we're going to start posting some actual uh, testimonials or uh, standings or whatever you guys want us to, uh, to show how our listeners actually did. We thank you guys so much for listening uh, week in, week out. And uh, at FCK Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, please hit that subscribe button for us, whether you're listening on YouTube or on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to tune in at 12 o'clock noon Eastern Standard Time, where we go live on Instagram. Thanks so much, everyone.